choice we make to humble ourselves before the Lord. The Lord is zealous, as Pastor Nate has shared. He wants to meet us. He wants to lift us up, out from our struggles and the problems that we go through. And I uh, really believe this is a word the Lord's put on my heart for us today. Uh, but it's based on something that's not in your notes. It's based on something that happened a number of weeks ago. Uh, our own Cynthia Griffith. Where are you, Cynthia? Are you, are you here? Yes, she's right there. She's going, yeah, but she's right there, man. Uh, Cynthia, do you want some more light? You all need a little more light? Right there? Thanks. Uh, Cynthia came up to me after church a few Sundays ago out in the, we, we were talking out in the lobby after the service, and she was telling me about this dream she had two days before uh, that church service. How many of you know dreams, some, those, that is one of the forms of the language of the Holy Spirit. He, he primarily speaks through the Word of God, but he, he can also communicate through dreams. And so she's telling me about this dream she had, very interesting, of three 747 jet airliners in her front yard. Now, I don't know how big your house is, Cynthia, but she said in the dream, her yard was bigger, okay? So these three 747s, just wave your hand if you need the notes. Abigail, who's graduating, graduation party today. These three 747s, we have a hand over here. We have Judy over here wanting to study. The, uh, there was fresh dirt on each 747, and the only th part of the planes that were exposed were the noses of the planes. And she knew that this was, sure, her interpretation was, was these 747s were related to the houses of prayer and the prayer movement in general for the city of Austin which was interesting because she had a job opportunity offered to her for, to be the director of the Hope Prayer Room in, on the other side of Austin that is a ministry of the Austin Disaster Relief Network. And so she was asking God for confirmations. So she gets this dream, and, and she tells me about this out in the lobby, said, I saw these 3747s, it's about, you know, the, the planes taking off, and about the houses of prayer. She, and I said, that's really cool. And then she says, but wait, it gets better. Lindsay Scheibe came up to me today. Lindsay, are you, Lindsay over here, she's waving. Okay, Lindsay. Now get this, she comes up, she sees Cynthia in that service that Sunday. That was April 26th. Uh, she gets the dream April 24th. So two days later, Lindsay has no clue that she had the dream, has no clue she had this job offer. She just comes up to her at, at church and says, you know, as I looked at you, the, the, the Holy Spirit spoke in my heart that uh, 747, she's about to take off. Now, how cool is that? Yeah. All right. I mean, I, f I feel like Larry the Cable Guy, you know, when he goes, I don't care who you are, that, that, that there's funny right there. Well, that there's cool right there. That's a horrible Larry the Cable Guy impression, but does anybody know what I'm, no, it doesn't matter if you don't know. But that was, that's cool. So I'm like, wow, let's pray. So I, before I pray for her, she says, if, if I take this opportunity, it's got to be God that causes it to be successful. 
And um, by the way, spoiler alert, Cynthia took the position. She is, can you stand up? Can you stand? She is now the prayer, the prayer room director for the Hope Prayer Room at Austin Disaster Relief Network. So even now, even now, let's just pray. Father, we just pray right now for your servant, Lord, who has a huge yes in her heart for all that you are doing in and through her and her husband and in this city of Austin in the church. We ask, even as this house, this family in the house, we ask your great grace to be on her as you rebuild and as you cause a new season that ushers the way for revival, even end-time revival in the city of Austin. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I've got to be... All right. I'm, I am working, looking at the time, so we're good. But I get excited on this. So she... So I start praying for her out there after this 747 swirl. And I'm like, whoa. So I start praying for her. I get this picture as I'm praying for her. This isn't very prophetic, but I get the picture of an airplane wing as I'm praying. Okay. Nothing huge there. But the impression I had was of the wing of a plane going really fast in the air, causing the law of lift to lift the plane up off the runway. And so as I'm praying for her, I see that picture of the wing, and I say, uh, Romans 8 verse 2 drops in my mind right then. Romans 8 2 says, The law of the spirit of life in Christ has set me free from the law of sin and death. And I began to draw this parallel connection right then. The law of the spirit of life in Christ is like the law of lift. The law of sin and death is like the law of gravity. One tries to pull us down. The other lifts us up. The law of lift is a higher law than the law of gravity. And so as I was praying for her, I believe what came into my mind wasn't just a word for Cynthia, but it's a word for each of us individually and us as a church. Just like Cynthia is going to need the law of lift to take off in this new endeavor. We are going to need the law of lift for us to take off and succeed in all the things God's called us to do and called you to do. And as I was praying over this, I thought, the, the ultimate lift, the ultimate takeoff I want is to be up, go up, and ascend more and more into the heart of the love of Jesus for my life, in my life. I want to ascend and be successful and productive in my callings, but my ultimate calling is to love him with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. And so as, I, as you get this picture today of airplanes and ascending off a runway, the ultimate ascension is into the heart of Jesus and into his love. So I want to talk about the law of lift today. Another verse, paragraph B, um, before I say that, I, I felt like this sentence came in my heart. I believe it is possible 
very possible for the Holy Spirit to carry us beyond our own human ability and into his divine supernatural ability. There's a spiritual correlation here with the law of lift. Another verse that describes this, or another way you can say it is the law of aerodynamics. Another verse that describes this is from the Old Testament, Zechariah 4, 6. It's the one we, a lot of us know, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. How many of you know that verse? You've heard it before. Not by might nor by, by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. See this right here? It says, by my spirit. On the back side, it says, not by might or power. Little backstory: this was hand-sewn by, I'm getting, don't want to get choked up, by an intercessor in East Texas in 1997. She heard that Suzanne and I were going to move to Austin to plant a church. She prayed over this for two weeks. She sewed this by hand and another banner, prayed over it, and gave it to us as we came to plant the church. Now, here's the kicker. I've never met her. I don't know who she is. She didn't want me to know who she was. She gave these to a mutual friend to give to us. And there's a, such a beautiful prophetic history behind this and what this has meant to River in the Hills, which I'll probably share down the road about how this uh, banner is really spoken to us. But it is that verse, not by might or by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Now, this verse that most of us or many of us know is not meant to demean the value of human effort. Rather, it emphasizes the limitation of human effort. That we still exert human effort, but we don't rely on it. What this verse is saying is your human effort will never be sufficient to remove the mountains of opposition in your life. Never be sufficient in itself. Your human effort will never be sufficient to enable you to walk in and fulfill all of God's calling for your life. You and I must rely on the power of the Holy Spirit in order to walk in all of this. We must learn to operate according to the law of the Spirit on a daily basis. When Grace and Kyle were little, one of my favorite movies we would watch was Space Jam. Okay, Space Jam had a song to it called, I Believe I Can Fly. And I would go around the house. I don't think Grace and Kyle would, but I'd be going around the house, I believe. I'm not going to sing it. But then I'd change the words around just to kind of irritate my kids. I, forgive me, Lord. But I'd go, I believe I can fry while I'm cooking something. <laughs> and Grace especially goes, Dad, it's fly. You know, so. But in a spiritual sense, the good news is I believe we can fly. I believe our Christian life was designed for us to fly, to soar to operate in a higher law than the law of sin and death. And so, Roman numeral two, what is the law of lift? What is it specifically talking about? Because a lot of times God will, will 
mirror things in nature to make, his, to make the truth known for the Christian life. So what is the law of aerodynamics or the law of, of lift? Welcome to uh, science class now just a little bit. Paragraph A, the faster an airplane moves, the more lift there is. When the force of lift is greater than the force of gravity, this is in your notes, paragraph A, under Roman numeral 2, the airplane is able to fly. And because of thrust, the airplane is able to move forward in flight. According to Newton's third law of motion, the action of the wings moving through the air creates lift. Creates lift. So I have a little illustration. My trusty assistant, Michelle Cheney, if you can come up here. Michelle Cheney happened to be, for many years, a flight attendant on what kind of plane? 747. 747, come on. So she's going to illustrate the Bernoulli effect, or Bernoulli, or Denali, or <laughs> Bologna, no. Bernoulli effect, which also contributes to lift with Newton's third law. But before you do, oh, you brought a piece of paper. I the notes. Oh, well, there you go. So, you know, this is the same essence, but with no law of lift. Okay? Law, what law is, is operating? Gravity is always going on. It's always happening. Always, it's a downward pull. Now, could you go ahead? The only, the only prerequisite is that you have a lot of air. Okay, go ahead. If I use my breath, I disturb the pressure. So want, can you... I want that to be, be heard because we are in science class right now. Okay. It, it is the Bernoulli effect here, right? Yes. So air molecules are, pressure, are just all around us, pressing against you on every side in every direction. And so that's why this paper falls because air pressure is pushing against it. But if I disturb that pressure with my breath, the law of lift happens. So here we go. <laughs> I'm gonna see. So I disturb the pressure and the, it just it causes Yeah, I'm the one that love it. But I'm disturbing my press I'm disturbed the pressure and that's what causes the lift to happen. Blow above it and it causes that to happen. Amen. Thank you, trusty assistant. Praise God. Mm. To go a little deeper, paragraph B, Newton's third law says that for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. So downward force on a wing is one action. As the downward force on the wing increases... What does Newton say? There's an equal and opposite reaction. So as downward force increases, the upward force below the wing increases. And when that upward force becomes greater than gravity, voila, you have lift. That's the law of lift. That's the law, the parallel, the law of the spirit of life in Christ is a higher law than the law of sin and death that wants to keep us and keep us pulled down. I want to show 
quick video on this that describes the law of lift. Science class is almost over. The bell will ring. Go ahead and show that for us. Creative director. Okay, so airfoils create lift in two ways. The first way is by directing the airflow downward and then reacting against that downward flow. So let's look at a symmetrical airfoil. So when a symmetrical airfoil is at a zero angle of attack, the airflow will pass over the upper surface and under the lower surface in the exact same way. Whatever happens to the flow above the upper surface is going to happen in the exact same way to the flow underneath the lower surface. So generally, airfoils are not designed like this. Generally, the upper surface is rounded and the lower surface is flatter. So remember we said that the boundary layer just above the surface is usually pretty thin, okay? Since air follows the boundary layer, the smooth laminar flow follows the downward slope of the airfoil. Okay, so the wing is basically directing the airflow downward. The wing is exerting a downward force on the airflow. Now, Newton's third law says that every action has an equal and opposite reaction. So this downward force has an equal and opposite upward force. Okay, now it's not like the air particles are, you know, like bullets being shot out of a gun and are bouncing off or ricocheting off the bottom, uh, the lower surface of the airfoil and pushing the airflow up. Remember, that's not how a fluid behaves, right? A fluid flows together. And so the airflow gets directed downward. And then that downward direction has an equal and opposite upward reaction. So we're basically just reacting against the air. We're pushing it downward. And by pushing it downward, we push ourselves up. Amen. Amen. I don't know why I said amen to it, but yeah. <laughs> amen. So be it, right? So I have another diagram of it. If you don't mind keeping this up for a little bit, Sloan. This is the diagram, it's the downward and the upward uh, that take care of, that, that cause this to happen. So I want to move, as you're looking at that, just to help reinforce Roman numeral three, how do we make the law of lift work in our life? I believe this is really important for us in these days to understand the spiritual law of lift. If we're going to cooperate with continue cooperating with the move of the Holy Spirit that is happening now these days. How many of you believe the Holy Spirit is moving in really amazing ways? We, that, that is something we need to learn how to cooperate with so that we don't uh, go down, okay? So that it continues. So how, what does our attitude need to be to cause this law of lift spiritually to operate in our life. It's, it's in your notes, A, paragraph A, we humble ourselves and yield ourselves to the Lord. Humble ourselves and yield ourselves to the Lord. James 4, 6 says, God says that God gives, God resists the proud, but gives grace, which is also means power. God resists the proud, but he gives power to the humble. Divine power comes. That's that, if, if that illustration could be back up there. That's that downward force. God gives grace to us, then causing the lift to take place. God gives us grace. We humble ourselves by turning ourselves over to God without reservation. By opening our heart up to him. Some people say, oh, we need to humble ourselves. How do you do it? You turn yourself over and say, I, I have no reservations. Here I am. I open my heart to you. 
And I say, God, I'm open to all you want to bring in my life and all you want to do in my life. That's humbling ourselves. When we humble ourselves, and God doesn't humble us, it's humble yourself. When we humble ourselves, when we make that choice, James 4, 6 says, he gives us grace. You can take that, that picture off now. Thank you, Sloan. It's divine power to lift you up above the problem you have. Paragraph B, God lifts us up from the pull of sin and into the power of him. He lifts us up from the pull of sin and into the power of him. Up from our weakness and into his strength. We are able to soar. That is your destiny as a believer in Christ, is to soar. We are enabled by his spirit to soar above the dirt and the mud of sin, above the weeds of depression and fear. We're able to soar up through the clouds of confusion and through the storms of persecution and we're able to then live at 35,000 feet above the clouds in the sunlight. In the natural, it's S-U-N, light. In the kingdom, it's S-O-N, light. If you could show this picture, we, we flew to Florida to see our daughter's graduation a few uh, weeks ago, and this is what I was looking at many of the times. It was cloudy and even rainy below but I was, we were up above. This is your destiny. That's what I'm trying to get at. This is what our calling is. This is what his desire is for all of us. James 4.10. It's in your notes. James 4.10 says, Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up. 1 Peter 5.6. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. There it is, two different places. That he may lift you up. You're under his, you humble yourself, you come under his mighty hand, and then his mighty hand comes under you and lifts you up. But it starts with the choice we make, and it also starts with us understanding who are we going to rely on. Well, I've been a Christian for 40 years, I've been preaching, da, 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 da. am I relying on that? And I, took, I exerted some energy in preparing, but my reliance is not on the presentation. My reliance is on the Holy Spirit to speak to hearts, to bring revelation, to bring healing, to bring strength, so many different ways. Roman numeral four, two things. I'm going to get practical here. What action steps do we need to take to get off the ground, off the runway, and to soar? First, we need to receive Jesus. That's the first thing we must do. Receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. John 1.12 says, As many as received him... To them he gave the power to be children of God, even to those who believe on his name. 
Verse 13, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. When we receive Jesus, a new birth results. Not a natural birth, not a spiritual, yeah, but a spiritual birth. There's a, when you say yes to Jesus and open your heart and say, come and be my Lord and Savior, an internal transformation takes place. Something happens on the inside, a renewal, a rebirth, a new kind of life comes forth within us. If you could take this airplane illustration a little bit, saying yes to Jesus and receiving Jesus gets you on the airplane. If you're not on the airplane, you can't escape the enslaving power of sin that's trying to pull you down. People can go to church say, I've been to church all my life, but I'm still struggling. I still can't get free. It's because you're not in the plane. You know about Jesus. You believe Jesus, but have you received Jesus? Receiving Jesus gets you on the plane. You can't soar above sin unless you receive Jesus. John 1.16 says, and of his fullness, that's Jesus, we have all received and grace for grace. Once we receive Jesus, then every grace that is in Jesus becomes available to us. It's grace for grace. I'm telling you, this is such good news. It's grace for grace. Paragraph B there, receive, the second thing we do is receive the grace of Jesus that corresponds to the area of our need. What's your need today? What area are you struggling with? Where is a weakness that you're like, oh, there is a corresponding grace of Jesus that's available for you today, here today on Pentecost Sunday. There's a grace available. Verse 17 of John 1, continuing on there, the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus, or I'll say it this way, grace and truth are now made available through Jesus. Just like another way to illustrate this is Jesus is like a beautiful diamond with innumerable facets. Each, all of these facets are glitter and sparkle with beauty and grace. And so when you receive Jesus, Every facet of that diamond is a particular grace. And when you receive Jesus, you receive the whole diamond. And so now every facet of that diamond is available to you because you've received the whole diamond. Most of you here most likely have already received Jesus. But there's a facet that he's saying, I want to release today in your life. I want to lift you up today because I have all the graces in me and now you have me and now I have something that corresponds to what your need is. I have grace for you, grace for grace. Where do you need grace today? Micah, if you could come, come up. Micah, yes, if you could come up. Oh, Micah, Marissa, when you've seen Micah, you've seen Marissa. 
Where's Stone, by the way? The stone got rolled away at Easter, and he's not here. I have fun. Every facet is available. I'm going to give you some practical examples as you, you can just start. Because the Lord is giving me some practical examples. And I have to say, as a Christian for 45 years, this really works. It, Christianity has got to work in our daily life. And I've found this to be true. These are some practical examples that are in, in your notes. But let's say you have a problem with timidity and fear. All right, you yield to Jesus. Yield to Jesus and the grace of his courage is made available to you. So your weakness of timidity and fear is replaced by his grace of courage. We all face fears. Don't focus on the fear. Realize you've received the diamond. There's a grace for grace. And you say, I need divine courage. Here's what I pray. I put the prayer in the notes so that it would help you. Because this is what I say out of my mouth in the, when I'm going through the day. Let's say it's, it's timidity. I say, Lord, I thank you that you are made unto me courage. I thank you for the grace of courage. I thank you that your power, the law of the Spirit, you lift me up out of fear and up into divine courage. Let's say it's anger or temper. This is very personal to me because my father battled anger, my brother battled and battles anger, and so I've been very keen on this one, saying, Lord, I see it. I saw it around me growing up. Lord, I'm not going to focus on it, but I'm going to turn to you, Jesus. And the grace of your gentleness can replace and is replacing that anger. I receive the grace of gentleness and kindness. This really works. People will say, you know, you just stay so calm. Not that they always do, but you stay so calm. I don't take credit for it. I didn't earn it. I, I stepped into the law of the Spirit, and it set me free. And it can daily set you free from the law of sin and death. Would you stand up to your feet? Let's stand up. If it's a problem with lust... Turn to Jesus and let the grace of his purity replace that problem of lust. Let me, let me say to you, don't focus on the negative. Focusing on the negative will never get you anywhere. You spend your time focusing on the problem, just turn away from the problem and turn to Jesus and say, come, empower me, receive, I receive it's a problem with foolishness we all need wisdom especially in this hour so you, you say I, I, I thank you that you are made unto me wisdom that I, that I have access to your wisdom Jesus and then you will find mark my word you will find you'll be saying stuff to people and they'll say that was really good and you'll say I don't know where that came from oh yeah 
is the wisdom of Jesus that showed me what to say. Last one that I think is really prevalent right now is worrying. If you have the, let's say you have the problem with worrying. Don't worry about worrying. Turn to Jesus and receive the grace of his peace to lift you out of worrying and into his peace, into that place of the peace of the Lord. I'm going to ask the Lord to just begin to identify areas of that facet of the diamond that you need grace for grace. You've received the fullness. You say, now this is an area where I need I need years ago I had we had lunch with uh, Larry Randolph a prophetic man in, in Tennessee after lunch we went there was a store next to the restaurant and it was I'd never heard of such a thing but it was an olive oil store and I told someone this week they said oh yeah there's an olive oil store in Lakeway and I'm like really well if you could show the picture of this it, it was all of these are different spouts with different kinds of olive oil Today's Pentecost Sunday, the type of the Holy Spirit is the oil of the Spirit. What kind of oil do you need today? One of those could be the, the oil of healing of a broken heart. It could be the oil of joy for depression. I, I start just a little fun fact. In Spain, there are over 200 kinds, it's different kinds of olive oil in Spain, from Spain, just that one country. Well, now that you are in Christ, you're in the airplane, you're in the olive oil store with a credit card with an unlimited amount. You can charge up your credit card all you want. Just come under the spout today. If you want just more of the Holy Spirit to to be poured out on you. So I picture my, I picture us today coming under those spouts saying, I need this oil of, of peace for confusion or for worry. I need, I just want more of the Lord to, to release my life, to lift me up higher. Just, I just want to open the altar for you to come.